today we're talking about how do you sort through all the noise and focus on what matters. Welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. This is part two of How Do You Do It, Tom? Today, I'm gonna to talk about how do you sort through all the noise and eliminate the distractions so you can achieve what you want to achieve. Hi, Tom. How do you stay focused every day? So what I did a long time ago is I asked myself, what structure do I need that would cause me to most naturally and automatically achieve my goals? So whether it is, you know, going to the gym five days a week, you know, this was me without the structure. Like, I should go to the gym five days a week, and then this was my behavior, like not going to the gym or going a couple times a week. And you know what I did? I'm gonna hire a trainer and meet him every day. And just by hiring a trainer and meeting him every day, that's in a simple example of the structure. If I'm struggling to make phone calls, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna grab a, like a product like Zoom or another video-based communication platform. I'm gonna reach out to some friends around the country in the Tom Ferry ecosystem and say, hey, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from eight o'clock to nine o'clock your time, from nine to 11 my time, let's all put our laptops up, get on Zoom, be on video, and then make our prospecting calls together. By having this community of structure, you more naturally do the things, they're gonna cause you to win. The, the, the mistake that so many people leave, this the mistake they make, is like, you say you wanna be wildly successful, right? But then you operate like a for sale by owner. You're like a DIY, like you try and do it yourself. And I'm telling you, that's not how the best people operate. The best people put a team of people around them. I'm not saying hire a team for your business. I'm saying a team of people around them that help create the structure and the support. So on the days that you don't feel like doing it, Richard does, June does, right? Everyone else around you, Carol says, let's go, like come on, right? Like, that's how you do it. Does that make sense? You gotta create the structure until the routine becomes your habit. And once it's your habit, it's automatic. How do you keep yourself accountable on achieving your goals? So I'm a big fan of making my wildly important goals public with two types of people. Like if I really wanna achieve something, then I'm gonna tell my team, my closest friends, my family, right? And then with all of them, I'm gonna share that goal, share that intention with them, and I'm gonna find some way that it is a benefit for them, right? So it might be obvious with my team, we achieve this goal, people make more money, sense of accomplishment, we wanna win, right? So you're always looking for ways to say, I wanna achieve this, but here's how it impacts everybody around me. So little things early on with my kids, when I achieve this, you can get that. Like an if this, then that setup. And you know what happened? Young Michael and Steven, Daddy, are you out there? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Come on, Daddy, get to work. Creating that structure and accountability absolutely works. But I'd also share it with the people that I knew secretly didn't want me to get there. And I would do this with a couple people strategically, like, hey, you know what I'm going for this year? I'm going for this. Because these people, every time they see me, they're gonna be like, well, Tom Perry, how are you doing with your goal, right? And there's just something about those people that when they say that, it's just like fire in the belly. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go out and do even more, not to spite them. 
I actually need them. I need a few of those negative Nellies who are gonna bug me and remind me, who want to see me fail. Are you with me on this? They're not bad people. They just wanna see me fail. I need them to occasionally say, I need the haters. You with me on this? The haters on social media, the haters online. All I need all of that because it just reminds me to go out and achieve my goal. So it's about creating accountability and obviously, my coach holds me accountable, right? The executive team holds me accountable. My wife holds me accountable. The person more than anything else is this one, my coach. I just don't want to disappoint her, right? We took all the time to co-create these goals, this vision, this plan. We architected it. We reverse engineered all the numbers. We made sure we got the people in place. And the whole time, she's helping me push and direct and guide. And then it's my job to go execute. I don't want to let her down. How do you manage the number of things requiring your attention? The more successful you become, the more you're gonna be pulled in potentially 100 different directions. I guess the, the most important thing for me is that I know who I am, I know what I'm good at, I know where I'm going, I know what my mission is, and what I acknowledge from one of my mentors a million years ago, he would say to me, Tom, you're like a racehorse, like you know, racing down the finish line, and what you need is those blinders on. And for me, those blinders are my values right? It's, you know, what gets in, what doesn't get in based upon my values. My goal is super specific, right? Are they going to bring me energy, right? Are they someone I can work with? Are they someone I can teach? Can they contribute to me? Are we working on something mutual together that's going to have a big impact? Those people get in, right? And sometimes it's 1,100 text messages a day and God knows how many emails and tweets and Facebook and Insta and everything else. And, and I do get to all of it. I, I, I pride myself on scaling the unscalable and being the one that's responsible for all that communication and I love it. And how do I do it? Pockets of time, right? You're not gonna find me sitting around doing nothing, right? The moment we, we're done with this, I'm checking my phone. Who do I need to respond to? What do I need to follow up on? You know, what are my next actions? Open up my laptop. What's my next meeting? What's my outcome? What am I committed to? Who do I have to call? You just find that sense of urgency and focus with me all the time. And what I would, what I would challenge you to think about is this. What if you hired someone to follow you around for the next seven days and all they did was write down everything you did in 15 minute increments? At the end of that week, and they said, let's break down your life. Personal time, you know, uh, mindset time, business time, prospecting, going on appointments, meeting with family, working out. When they broke down all that time, you know what they're gonna discover? The vast majority of the people are doing like this much stuff that matters every day and a whole bunch of stuff that's just unnecessary uses of time. I've just learned to minimize a lot of that so I can take on lots of people, take on lots of ideas, take on all the what some would call distractions and keep it focused because I'm maximizing every single minute. How do you stay present in the moment? I actually think that this is a hard one for me um, and I find myself going in and out of it. So, you know, just being super straight with you, um, I would say 50 to 60% of the time, I am completely zoned in. If I'm in a conversation with somebody and I am serving and I'm bringing value and I'm delivering and we're in this like, you know, symbiotic, like, you know, energy exchange of contribution, growing your business, whatever it takes, I am all in. When someone is just giving me the information that I need, that's where I find myself getting a little bit distracted. Like when I'm getting briefed on the event and here's what's happening and hey, you're talking to you know this person next, I seem to pick it up really quick. I don't need all the details. And once the details start happening, I get a little distracted. Just keeping it real. So 
the thing I noticed this also, and I, it's interesting how much energy and nutrition and all these things come into play. If my blood sugar level drops, I'm screwed. Hard to even have a conversation with me because I'm just not present. So I have to eat for consistent energy. I've got to eat for consistent focus. When I do those things, I'm just a little bit sharper. You've experienced it before. You know what it's like. I'd ask you, when you're on your game, like present with people, listening not just with your ears, but listening with your eyes, when you're in that, what did you do before, right? I ask myself questions like, what is my outcome for this meeting? What is the result that I wanna produce? What is the most important thing we have to accomplish here? What is the impact that I wanna make in the meeting? And when I ask myself those questions, I get focused on what I need to do, and I gotta make sure that my body and my blood sugar level and my energy levels are right, because otherwise I'm gonna wane, and when I wane, my focus wanes, my attention wanes, and you know what? I lose the person. So that's what works for me. What do you do? Why is it important to stay present in the moment? I mean, I think why is obvious, right? We've all been in that situation where we felt like someone, someone just wasn't listening to us, right? That we weren't being heard, um, whether it was a spouse or a business partner or a client, that they're expressing what's going on and you're in your head someplace else. That's just a massive disconnect of rapport. And last time I checked, things don't happen in a breakdown of rapport. So whether it's a prospecting session, an appointment, a date night with your spouse, meeting with a friend, it's important to think about your outcome and to stay in rapport. And you know what? If you lose focus and you lose concentration, interrupt your pattern, stand up, go to the bathroom, right? Shake it off, get yourself awake, drink a glass of water, throw some water in your face, do whatever it takes because that person deserves you at level 10. How do you focus on being positive when there's so much negativity around you? So, so look, I, I posted something on Instagram last year where I basically said, spend your life with people that you love, with people that you can teach, with people that you, know, you can learn from, and then people you can have an impact and change the world. And whether that world is your backyard, your neighborhood, your business, or the world, I try and spend my time there. So, so what does that mean? I don't give a lot of space for the news. Like, I go to the gym in the morning. If the television is on and it's playing something on the news, I put my earbuds in and I turn on music because I'm not gonna allow any of that stuff to seek into my mind. Now, does that mean, as I say to you, I cut off all that negativity. Does that mean that I don't take the criticism, that I don't take the, the bad news, that I don't accept, you know, the, the things that are happening that aren't working. No, I have to take all that stuff in. That's our job so I can assess the situation, not see it worse than it is, see it for what it actually is, and then make corrective decisions to move my life and business forward, right? When, when my back went out and I had to go get surgery and I was on a cane doing seminars, don't recommend it, I can't just go, I'm gonna will myself into a positive state. No, I have to organize my schedule. I gotta go get back surgery. I gotta give myself time to heal and recover. 11 days before I was back on stage at the Remax convention. You gotta see it for what it is. A call comes in, a complaint, a problem, someplace that we epically failed at and screwed up. You gotta take all that in. To me, that's not negativity. That's not negativity. That is an opportunity to improve the quality of your business. But I don't spend a lot of time on Fox and CNN and all that garbage because that's just sensationalism. They're just trying to get you to watch so they can sell you TV advertising. I got no interest in that. And the same rule applies to the people that are just drama heads 
energy-sucking vampires, not moving forward, not goal-oriented, not growth-oriented, not coachable, I just, I move those people away. Now, you might say, Tom, that's harsh and intense. I don't know, what's more harsh and intense? Being beaten down by the news? Being beaten down by the people that are you know, just kind of there, like the old metaphor of the crabs, like you're trying to crawl up and achieve your goals, and what does that crab do? Yeah, try and pull you back down, and they don't even know why. What was the old metaphor, wonderful old story about the frog and the scorpion, right? I love this metaphor. Thinking about sharing with my kids a million years ago when they'd say to me, you know, daddy, I don't understand why, you know, this kid always does that. And I say, look, not saying that kid, but there's a wonderful story about the frog and the scorpion. And maybe, just maybe, that kid, he's a scorpion. And they're like, what do you mean, daddy? And I'm like, Story of the frog sitting on a lily pad, scorpion on the side. You've all heard this story before. And the scorpion says, hey frog, I need to get to the other side. You know, would you take me on a ride over there? Cause you know, I can't get through the water, I would die. And the frog's like, there's no way I would do that because you know, if I put you on my back, you're gonna sting me, you're a scorpion, that's what you do. And the scorpion's like, wait a minute, if I'm on your back and we're cruising across the water, there's no way I would do that. If I stung you, I would die also. Come on frog, let me go across. And of course, after a while, the frog says, okay. And the scorpion jumps on the back. And as he's cruising halfway across the little stream, what's the scorpion do? Bing! And of course, immediately the frog, scorpion, what are you doing? We're both gonna die now. And the scorpion just says, I'm a scorpion. That's what we do. You know what you gotta discover? Who are the scorpions in your life? That they can't help it, it's just who they are. You with me on this? They walk into a room like energy sucking vampires, they see you, they grab your neck and ah, they just suck the energy out of you. Those are the people we gotta identify and in a loving way, in a loving way, push them aside and give them no space in your schedule and in your life. What is your process on deciding which people you surround yourself with? So the, I guess the process for me is really more about their values, right? So I have friends that are school teachers. I have friends that are uh, aspire to be you know, political figures. I have friends that are doctors. I've got friends that are lawyers. I got friends that are crazy entrepreneurs. I got friends that are salespeople like you and I. I got friends that are staying at home and, and taking care of their children and you know, raising their husband, if you will. So, you know, I, I try and spend my time with a wide variety of people and not just the same, the same, the same. The key is that we all share similar values. We're coachable, right? We're open to new ideas, right? That, you know, we're all kind of dreamers. We take a lot of action. We do the right things. We're active. You know, we're active in our community. We're active with our family. It's probably those things most that are attractive to me. I don't need to spend time with people that are like, I'm going to take over the world all the time but I need to spend time with people that share similar values because that's where we get to be sort of, you know, are uh, in our soul more connected. How do you end your workday? So the question is, have you ever been in that situation where you come home but you're still on the listing appointment? You know what I'm talking about, right? The deal that fell apart, the, tra the challenging transaction, the drama having inside the office, and then you show up to home and you just blah, you bring all that into your environment. I learned a tip a long time ago that as I pull into the garage, right, I just spend a minute, I look at my phone, I finish whatever has to be finished. Sometimes that means I'm in my garage for an hour because I gotta make the phone calls, I gotta send the texts, I gotta shoot the emails, I gotta complete the day, I gotta close the loop for the day 
And that sometimes means I need to call that person and say, hey, I'm sorry that I offended you in the meeting today, or I'm sorry that that didn't go the direction we want. Are we cool? I try and create completion, and then I'll quickly ask myself, hey, what am I committed to coming home? What am I committed to? Like, what's going on with my wife? What are her needs? Where is she at? What's going on with my kids? Where are they at? What's going on with my in-laws? All the, all the people in life that may be entering as I walk into that space, and I just try and get present to them. What I know doesn't work is just coming in, opening up your laptop, and going right back to work inside your home environment. Right? I would challenge you to spend that extra hour in your garage and get it all done before you come in and bring that with you. Now, you might say, no, Tom, my family loves it when I walk in, open my laptop, I'm on two cell phones working simultaneously and trying to cook and clean and everything else, uh, but I think you might be kidding yourself. So, once again, schedule out some time for completion. We can't always get it done. There's gonna be loose ends. I experience it, you experience it. I just may relook at that stuff again at nine or 10 o'clock at night after I've done my evening routine. Hey, it's Coach Tom Ferry. Have you been considering hiring a coach? If so, click the link below and check out what we do.